Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. All right, we are going to get into the Word of the Lord this morning as I deliver my Easter message to you. Just before we do that, just before we do that, I want to let you know that Friday evening, this, this past Friday, we had a good Friday communion service. What a powerful presence of God we felt. And we do have communion three, four, sometimes five times a year, various, various times. We don't do it every Sunday, as some churches do, because we don't want it to grow old or commonplace. Communion is a very special thing. And uh, so the next time that we do have a communion service, we will certainly make sure everyone knows that. Um, but the sermon I preached on Friday night was only about 10 or 15 minutes long. It was not, we did not live stream that service, um, but it is going to be on a podcast. So if you're familiar with podcasts or you listen to podcasts at all, uh, that sermon is going to be on our podcast. You can pick that up on any podcast. Uh, podcast application you use. All you got to do is search for Maranatha Ministries UPC, and you'll find us on podcast. You'll also find us live. Our, our services are live streamed on YouTube and Facebook, and if you search Maranatha Ministries UPC, that will bring you straight to us. There are other Maranathas out there, so if you just put that word in, you'll get a bunch of them, uh, but if you put Maranatha Ministries UPC, it will just be us, all right, and you'll be able to uh, see our services on YouTube or Facebook. Um, and then I just want you to know that next week, beginning next Sunday, I'm going to be starting a series entitled The Seven I Ams of Jesus. And those are the seven I am statements that Jesus made about himself. We'll be starting that next week. It's going to be a three-part series. We encourage you to come on back. If you're visiting with us today, don't make Maranatha a strange place. Come and be part of the family. Be part of us. We love having you, and it would be great to have you back. Amen. Praise God. So that will be a three-part session, the seven I am statements of Jesus. And it's going to be very interesting to hear what Jesus said about himself. All right, that said, I'm going to turn in our Bibles today to Romans chapter 4. I'm reading verse number 17. The Bible says here, this is what the Scriptures mean when God told him, the hymn he's speaking of here is Abraham. This is what the Scriptures mean when God told Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened... Because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? I wonder if there's anybody in the house today, in the building today, that needs a God who can bring back the dead to life again and who can create new things out of nothing. Out of nothing. I know somebody. His name is Jesus. He raises the dead and he makes new things out of absolutely nothing. Praise God. All right. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. We pray that you would touch this time of preaching your word. Open our hearts and our ears and our understanding to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would speak to us today and let your divine and perfect will be done in the remainder of this service. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Everyone said amen. 
For those of you who may not totally understand Bible times and how things were during Bible times, and especially during the time that this was being written, children were a great blessing. And I know sometimes the mom and dads, especially of little children, don't always feel that way when the kids are going crazy and driving you nuts. But children are a blessing from the Lord, and especially during Bible times, they were a great blessing. In fact, after the flood took place, children were something that were coveted because the desire was to replenish the earth, and so people would have many children, sometimes many, many children, uh, uh, trying to replenish the earth, and so children were indeed a blessing, and a person who had no children was kind of looked down upon, kind of scorned, kind of like something was wrong with you. Uh, So you can imagine Abraham and how he felt and actually how bad he felt when he got to be the age of 75 years old and still had no children. You start feeling like when you walk down the street, people are looking at you funny. Oh, there's Abraham. There's childless Abraham. Huh? You can imagine how he felt, but after 75 years... Abraham received a promise from God. And let me tell you something today. Get this in your heart. Make sure you get it and understand it. If God says something, it will come to pass. Don't you ever give up on it. Praise God. No matter how long it takes, if God says it, it will happen. I remember back when I was first coming to church, I was 18 years old. And back in those days, automobiles were actually made out of metal. I'm talking about the interior. And the, and the beam that went down along my windshield was metal. And I had a magnet stuck to it. You've, you've never seen a magnet in a car if you're under, if you're under 30. <laughs> Back in the day, cars had metal inside, and I had a magnet stuck up there, and as I drove down the road, I could just glance up and see it continually, and it simply said this, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And I hope you feel that way. And let me encourage you today that no matter how long it takes, you keep praying, you keep believing, because God is not limited by our limitations. Can you say amen? And I'll tell you why that is. It's because of something that's called resurrection power. God is able to raise what is called dead and bring it back to life again. God is able to raise up that which has expired. God is able to lift that up which is twice dead and plucked up by the roots and make it alive again. Our God is filled with resurrection power. Praise God. And resurrection power says that it can happen and it can be done. Now, the promise wasn't just that he'd have a son. It was so much more than that he would just have a son. It was that the entire world would ultimately be blessed by this son that Abraham was going to have. 
Everybody, every family was going to be blessed. In other words, what he was saying was, through the son you're going to have, if you follow his bloodline down through the generations, there's coming another son whose name is Jesus, who will robe him, God robe himself in flesh, will walk among us and go to Calvary and redeem humanity. He came from the bloodline of a man who at the time had no children, but God promised a son through which the Messiah would one day step forward. Thank God for his promises that are yea and amen and cannot be thwarted. But, wait a minute. Because when God promised Abraham a son, that son did not come for another 25 years years. How many of you have hoped for something and given up long before 25 years? <laughs> How many of you can remember what you hoped for 25 years ago? If it didn't happen, we long since put it behind us. We long since let go of it because when we get promised something or we think something's going to happen, we have our time frames. We have our period of time when we think this should happen by this time. And when it doesn't, we begin to wane and we begin to lose hope and we begin to lose faith. And it had been 25 years and Abraham had not yet had the son that God said he was going to have. And I want to ask you a question this Easter morning. What do you think it was that helped Abraham in Endure 25 years of waiting. What had helped him to endure that long of a period of time and never lose faith that he was going to have a son? What was it? I'll tell you what it was. I'll give you a hint. We've said it a lot today already. Resurrection power. Go ahead, that's okay. What is going to help? What is going to help you endure the time period between the promise that God gives you and the fulfillment of that promise? What's going to help you endure? If it's more than 10 days, what's going to help you endure? Come on now. We want it. We want it now. We live in a society of instant gratification. When we push the button on the computer, we expect it to come up on the screen now. And if that little thing spins too long, we're getting frustrated. <laughs> and then we take that and we apply it to God because we hear a promise from God and we read the Word of God and we feel the Spirit of God and we want it now. And I'm here to tell you, God does not operate in our time frames, but I will promise you this, if God said it, it will come to pass. Praise God. And I want you to be encouraged today because I know a God who can bring the dead back to life and who can create new things out of nothing. I know a God like that. So Abraham believed God who raises the dead and he believed in a God who creates new things out of nothing and that's why he was able to stay so faithful for so long. And although that sounds so simple, it can really be the hardest thing we ever have to do is to wait sometimes for days or weeks, but imagine having to wait years. How many of you have been waiting years for something? A couple of you, waiting for years. 
for something to take place that was the promise of God. We live in a world that ridicules Christianity. We live in a world that laughs at us for having faith in a God that allows our lives to sometimes be filled with so many problems and so many difficulties and so many hardships. And people wonder why we continue to serve Him when He doesn't do this and He doesn't do that. And He allows this to happen and your family's struggling and you're still sick and people still die and this still happens. What's, where's God? What does it matter if we live for Him or not? We live today, we die tomorrow. Why bother? And they ridicule Christianity for having undying faith in a God who we believe can do what he said he will do. Praise God. And I wonder if there's anyone here this morning who has faced their share of hardship and their share of trouble and their share of difficulties. I wonder if there's anyone here today who has forged along, trotting through life, trudging through life, trying to get to the promise of God that they believe is waiting for them. But it hasn't happened yet the way you thought it would. I encourage you to press on because I serve a God who raises the dead and brings to life that which had no life. I serve a God who makes things out of nothing. We spoke a few weeks back on the topic of evolution and creation. And I believe in the Big Bang. I do. I'm a Christian. I believe in the Big Bang. It's just that I believe the Big Bang was God's voice. (laughs) The Big Bang saying, let there be light. And there it was. That's the Big Bang. We talked about God able to make something out of nerd. There was no world. There was no universe. He spoke it into existence. And I'm here to tell you today, I don't know what you need in your life. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what promise you're still holding on to. But I do know this. God is able to bring it to pass because he can make something out of nothing. That's the God I serve. Praise God. And so what helped Abraham endure 25 years of ridicule, being childless? He believed God. And we need to know that God can create life where none exists, and he can make new things out of nothing. Now, Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life, and who creates new things out of nothing. And Easter confirms that Abraham was right. Because Jesus was crucified, he breathed his last breath, but three days later, that stone rolled away, and he came walking out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And I don't know how long you're going to be in your grave waiting for the door to open, but my friend, look up, because your redemption is drawing nigh, and one day, the stone is going to roll away, and you'll be able to walk out free with the power of God. Now, I'm almost done here. I'm almost done, but listen to this for a moment. How many of you know Abraham's name before it was Abraham was Abram? That's what the father and the mother of Abraham named him, Abram. Now, Abram is a good name. It means great father. All right, Abram means great father. Um, And when God spoke to him, that's when God changed his name. He said, you're going to have a son, 
And through that son, all of the families of the earth are going to be blessed, and the Messiah is actually going to come through your genealogy. And so what I'm going to do, Abram, is I'm going to change your name to Abraham. So Abram means great father, and all the people for 75 years looked at Abram, and they thought, oh, what a poor soul. His parents named him Abram like he was going to be a great father, and he ends up being childless. Poor guy. How you doing, Abram? Great father who has no kids. Boy, your parents missed that one, didn't they? And now God comes along and says, guess what? You're no longer Abram. I'm going to call you Abraham from now on. Your name is now Abraham. You know what Abraham means? It doesn't mean great father. It means father of many or father of multitudes. That's what Abraham means. But, but hang, hang on now. Hang on. Because Abraham now has to go around to all of his friends. Hey, Abram, how you doing? Don't call me Abram. Huh? Call me Abraham. What? You know what Abraham means, Abram? Yeah, I do, and my name's not Abram anymore. It's Abraham. It means a father of multitudes. You got nobody. I know, but I got God. I got a God <laughs> who can make something out of nothing and can bring the dead back to life again if he needs to. Call me Abraham. So year one goes by. Year one goes by. Hey, Abram, it's not Abram, it's Abraham. Year two goes by, Abraham. Where's the kids? Hang in there. Call me Abraham. Year three goes by, call me Abraham. Year four goes by, where's all the kids, Abraham? Year five, year six, keep going, keep going. Year 20, why do you still want us calling you Abraham? There's nothing here. Don't you ever give up on God's promise. I don't care what this world says. I don't care what your friends say. I don't even care what your family members say. Don't you ever give up on God's promise. Hallelujah. Year 24 came. Hey, Abraham, where's the kids? I don't know, but they're coming. And then year 25 the stone started to roll away. <laughs> and Abraham's wife gives birth. And from Abraham comes the 12 tribes of everyone who calls themselves Jewish. The 12 tribes of Israel began from that man's loins who had no children but God said, you're going to have a son. And it took 25 years. And every day for 25 years, Abraham got up and said, maybe today's the day I find out Sarah's pregnant. But it wasn't. So he went to bed and woke up the next morning. Maybe today's the day Sarah's pregnant. And it wasn't. And he did that for 25 years until the day finally came when Sarah woke up and she was pregnant. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But isn't this always how God operates? He always looks and he always speaks of things as if they were already done. When in yours and my mind, it's taking too long. He spoke this world into existence. 
when there was nothing there before. From the beginning of time, I'm going to wrap this up right now. From the beginning of time, God started speaking of a Messiah in the same way. Do you know that the first prophecy of Jesus was found in Genesis chapter number 3? Genesis chapter number 3. Decades and centuries before Abraham even came on the scene, the promise came forth as a curse to the devil. Someone's going to come and crush your head. Genesis 3. It's not till Matthew chapter 1 that he finally shows up. That's a long time in all those Old Testament books without the Messiah. But in Genesis chapter 3, it said he was coming. Bank on it. I said, bank on it. To Isaiah, God spoke and said, a virgin is going to conceive and give birth to a son. That's impossible, not with God. What's your impossibility that you need? God can do that. And to Mary, God spoke and said, you will be with child. She said, I've never been with a man. He said, it doesn't matter to me. I can do things that others can't do. And so for 25 years, he had to call himself Abraham without kids. But he believed God. He believed God. Jesus told his disciples just before his crucifixion, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. You want to see Jesus? You got to believe in a promise that he said he would come to you if you will reach out to him. So go ahead and laugh at me. I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. Started pastoring in, I don't know, early 20s. Preaching about how great God is. I have faced hard times. Sickness times. Difficulties, hardships, problems. But Jesus has never failed me. And I stand here today to tell you some 40 some odd years later that if God said it, you can believe it. And that should settle it. Because we serve a God. We serve a God who can resurrect the dead. He can resurrect the dead and he can make something new out of nothing. That's the God we serve this Easter Sunday. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.